Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. What is going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I know we were starting a new series about um, large city scams in which we started with Tokyo to begin with, but I did want to interject with maybe uh, an important episode. I feel like uh, important to the times, at least right now, when we're talking about baby formula because, uh, and I just want to get to the point because uh, I think this is very important. This is what this podcast is about. It's to educate people on certain um, things that arise and when there's a popularity of something that is uh, missing in our society, whether it's toilet paper at some point or um, baby formula, which is important to, you know, the life and health of our infants out there. I figured this was going to be an important episode, so I'm just going to jump into it. Um, So as you guys know, um, there's been the crazy recalls. Uh, back in the day, I suppose, uh, what was it, like a, half a year ago or whatever, but uh, of the baby formula. So um, they closed down one of the factories. Uh, I don't know if they're planning on reopening it or whatever it is. I'm not actually sure. Uh, I just know that there is a severe um, decline in production of these, uh, you know, the, the formulas that are important for kids. So with that um, arises what we talk about all the time is the need for scammers. You know, this is this is the need that they uh, constantly drive their business on. It is the supply and demand issue. So right now, there's not enough supply for demand, which means a lot of counterfeit items might be brought to market. I'm not sure um, if that's true or not, but, uh, you know, at least that there's been instances of it, that's the thing is... It's true in the sense of the business model that they present, uh, you know, when they're like, okay, well, we can make some quick money because people are already, you know, buying up some of this stuff, you know, the crappy people of society buying up the stuff and they are reselling it for like double online. So they're going to undercut that by undercutting formula um, and, you know, bringing up some of these old things because there was a lot of instances of fake formula back in 2016, 2019, we'll mention some stories from then. But um, a lot of that's been cracked down because people understand that uh, you just go buy it from the store, uh, you know, approved sources, all this different stuff. But now it's kind of the Wild West. You know, you saw this during the pandemic when th- when things would go out of uh, stock, people would go crazy to get it, whether you're buying it from Facebook Marketplace, you're buying it from Amazon, you're buying it from pop-up websites, that maybe just made their website about a week ago. Oh, this looks good. Suddenly, no, you're getting either a counterfeit product or not the counter or not even the product at all. So, okay, so let's reference some of these um, stories in the past, so we can kind of learn from that and you know go into the future. Then we'll look at the FDA and what they say about uh, how to determine whether something's fake, what to do if uh, you do buy fake stuff and feed it to your baby. So. This was um, from 2019. So fake formula bought at Walmart made babies vomit. Uh, Police investigation was launched on it. So police 
uh, launched an investigation after a mother whose baby vomited realized uh, she had bought infant formula from Walmart. Okay, so we talked about these, uh, you know, these places where it's like, oh, if you buy it online, if you buy it at Amazon, if you buy, you know, from non-reputable sources. This one um, apparently was swapped out. Uh, I don't know if it was swapped out. It was probably swapped out at the um, supplier. So the supplier then was shipped to Walmart because Walmart, I don't believe, is testing everything that comes through its doors. It's got 100,000 different items that comes through its door every day. They're not going to be checking its... Uh, that's that's on the supplier side. So it looks like it was appeared... Uh, or it had appeared to have been swapped with flour. So Madeline Rook, Rook, Rook from um, North Carolina told NBC that her nine-month-old daughter, Adeline, was vomiting throughout the day and passing a lot of gas. So she knew something was wrong. Obviously, that's a regular. So Roke looked at the baby formula. She had fed her daughter and noticed it looked unusual. So she said she realized something was definitely weird about it. About it. The color is different. The texture is different. So there's clearly a specific color when you're looking at formula. It's like a yellowish um, beige so she mixed up the bottle and noticed it separated and clumped up when she threw it in the sink. So unlike the regular powder. So she believes the baby formula was just swapped for flour and then returned to the shelf. I don't think that's the case. I think, well, I don't know. That, that seems pretty uh, irregular because how do you yeah, swap it? Like, why would you need to put it back on a shelf? <laughs> Especially... Yeah, because you've already stolen it, so you might as well just steal it. Why would you need to put it? So I think it was more of a supplier issue. Um, so she then uh, goes on to say, and then when I poured it into the bottle, uh, poured it the bottle into the sink, I saw how it got, and that's when it hit me. So uh, she goes on to say, I saw how it clumped up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my daughter's stomach is just the same or worse. It's not really a good quote. I'm trying to read it, and it's like, I don't know. Anyways, she returned the formula to Walmart. The company then told WCNC, um, and it's investigating the incident. So um, that just kind of shows you how kind of easy it is to overlook what, when you open it, you're just, you're, you're bent on it being true. You, you, you're bent on it being authentic. You're not like, well, I'm going to open this up and oh, maybe the color is a little different or maybe the lighting in here is weird, so I'm just going to feed it. But um, it's important maybe during these times to look a little bit more into it. So that, um, that just shows one instance. It's not like this is an epidemic. Plus this was from 19, uh, 2019. So let's jump into another um, thing. This was from 2016. So this one's talking about thousands of cans of fake infant formula um, were still kind of out there in China. So... Which means some of this stuff could arise again, okay? This, uh, a lot of these people who have these counterfeit items get caught, but never really, the product never gets found. It's somewhere, and it ends up um, rearing its ugly face again once it's relevant. So apparently thousands of cans of fake infant formula uh, entered the Chinese market, um, and they were trying to track it down um, because they were coming in like Similac, they were coming in all of these very uh, trusted names. So the fake cans are labeled as products from Similac, which is owned by American firm Abbott Laboratories, which I believe is the one that is shut down, 
in Bingmate, uh, one of the largest inf uh, infant formula makers in China. So the police were on the hunt for the cans and as well as the suspect associated with a ring of frosters, uh, which had been discovered making the product and selling it to seven provinces in the country. So nine in the ring, including the alleged ringleader, surnamed Chen, has been arrested so far. So only nine of them. <laughs> this seems like we're getting into like a crime investigation series. Uh, basically, the relevance of the story is um, how how uh, some some like one producer can really put a ton out there. So it looks like during the raids, a thousand cans of fake Similac were uh, were seized, along with twenty thousand empty cans and sixty five thousand fake Similac trademarks ready for labeling. That just shows you the crazy amount that people can put out. Okay, so according to the investigations, the ring started back in August 2014, mixing genuine Similac with cheaper formula to give it bulk uh, before reselling the fake cans. So the ring made uh, about one point, or I guess $248,000 from selling batches to vendors in Henan and uh, Anhui. So then they made another 294000 from sales in all the other areas. So it looks like this one's less, well, it, it's fake in the sense of it's disingenuous because if you have a baby with a certain gastro requirement where it's like, uh, oh, this baby throws up a little more often, so you have this specific formula made exactly for what that baby is. What they were doing was they were mixing a small amount of this Similac, which... Seems crazy to me. Um, why Why would you even mix it at all? Why wouldn't you just put the uh, this, this cheaper stuff in a more expensive stuff like Simlock? But anyways, I'm not going to give any, any ideas. Who knows? I don't think these people are listening to my podcast. But um, yeah, basically what they did was they were just cutting it, um, which is disingenuous. Um, so obviously that has its own harshness and its own repercussions to the baby. Um, so food safety has been totally compromised at that point because uh, it's been opened in a lab or uh, warehouse and something could get in there. It could be physical contaminants. So all these different stuff that's tainted by now. So actually, okay, let's go into the story a little more. So the formula had been mixed with a substance called melamine. Bam, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about some... Uh, something that's not formula put into there. So melamine, we probably know more from like dishes and stuff. So it's uh, it's used to raise the level of protein registered in food testing. So melamine is a chemical often used in making plastics and dishware, um, but can result in kidney failure after consumption. So that's a big thing right there. Oh my gosh. So when we look at what... Um, what could be dangerous for children and what could actually uh, pass as formula looks like melamine is the subject matter for that. So, yeah, that's huge. That's crazy. Um, I didn't get to read this whole article, so I was kind of reading as I went along. That's nuts. So melamine, that is the additive that boosts protein, um, which allows it to pass some of these formula tests. Uh, we've talked about how uh, some of this stuff can be faked, but how do we spot, how do we spot some of this stuff? So, um, baby products online have been faked for a while and we can go into some of these more later when we're talking about car seats, 
baby gates, all these different thing, um, things. But basically, no, uh, what we're always looking for is looking at labeling, looking at um, color, looking at fonts. So with these labels, I think since most people are just very familiar with a the brand, they don't, um, they don't really look too much into it. Uh, because it's it's one brand, you're not really examining it for its aesthetic value. What you're doing is you're just buying it because your baby needs it, of course. I mean, you wouldn't uh, look twice at a Dole sticker on a banana, <laughs> you know? You wouldn't be like, well, that, look at that D, that's so off, you know? And I think that's important here is um, maybe during these times to be a little more vigilant when you're looking at stuff um, and looking where you're getting the stuff from. So things can obviously be easily faked. Um, and then you also need to, you need to look who the seller is, okay? We talk about this a lot. So when you're looking online, I mean, when, when you look at the numbers of faked items, people say, uh, when we're talking about, uh, I guess, the accountability office, which is a U.S. government um, uh, department. So 20 of 47 items from five popular consumer websites were counterfeit. Almost 50%. That is insane. So when people are now buying, well, let's buy from Amazon, let's get this stuff. You got to check where that, you know, what's the reputability of that store. A lot of people don't, they look at the reputability of the product, but um, there's no, like you look at the store and you see maybe people commenting on that. So look at that. Look where you're getting your product from. I mean, you wouldn't walk into some back alleyway door and buy stuff. And that's basically what you're doing online when you, when you go to some of these, uh, even an Amazon store. We talked about how many fake things, you know, check out the storefront and I'm throwing these things. Check out what, uh, what some of the reviews are, what some of the information's given, all that stuff's going to be available for you to look at. Remember, this is your baby's health. This isn't baby, or this isn't toilet paper. This isn't something that, uh, if you do buy, you're like, whoa, I wasted money on it, whatever. Pretty low impactful, uh, stuff there, but this is your baby's health. This is important. So read the reviews. We've talked about that. Okay. And then, um, check out the pricing, pricing, if it's a good too good to be true. Um, again, this is a weird thing because if it is too good to be true, maybe somebody's trying to be an altruist and like either give it away for free, which, you know, free might be better because like nobody's making money off of it. But like if they're like, mm, I'm going to give this to you for 30 bucks, it was 35 at the store and suddenly you've got fake stuff on your hands or cut stuff because a lot of people now at home, what they can do because they know this stuff is being looked for. The, the hot words are there, the Google responses. So what they can do is buy their own baby formula, cut it, or uh, put it, as I said earlier, into a uh, more expensive container and sell it on its way. And Sayonara, I've shipped it from my home, uh, from a P.O. box or some undisclosed location, and uh, you'll never hear from me again. I made my quick buck. Your child now is in danger. So that's an important thing is just to be vigilant about where you're getting your stuff now. There's a lot of sources out there where you can get genuine stuff from. A lot of people have put out a lot of information. Um, just I would search that up. I'm not going to say it on here because um, I don't want to be like held liable for a lot of like, oh, get the sources here. And then suddenly it's not available or they've been detected for um, being, you know, fraudulent or scammy. So 
I would look up online and I would say, uh, where do I safely buy formula now? Um, since there's a pinch, a lot of reputable news sources are going to put stuff out. This is what journalism is for. This is what, um, this is their wheelhouse. So I would look that up and I would be careful about, you know, marking stuff down and finding it. Now, um, even some smaller cities will have some in the store, and that's important. Uh, so if you live in a bigger city, it might be worth taking a little trek down the way to a smaller city and stagging some from there. Um, they are limiting. A lot of them are limited to like buying five or six. But um, we live in a global economy now, so you can really buy stuff from reputable sources with great reviews online. You just need to find where those are, and you need to... Um, Make sure you're getting that source from a, a you know a reputable source as well. So, what does the FDA say about uh, counterfeit infant formulas, and how do we avoid it? So, the FDA has put this out. If the FDA has put it out, I think that's a pretty big, a pretty big uh, you know statement saying this does it. This does happen, and here's some information. So, counterfeit infant formulas are infant formula products that have been diverted from normal distributing channels and relabeled. So a d a diverted products may be relabeled with counterfeit labels to misrepresent the quantity or identity or the quality, sorry, or identif or identity of a formula. I think it's the font on this website because I'm having like trouble reading it. So for example, uh, if an infant formula is past the use by date, a counterfeit label may bear a false use by date to obscure the fact that this product may no longer contain the amount of nutrients because those have life cycles um, listed on the label and may otherwise not be of acceptable quality. As a second example, an infant formula may be relabeled to disguise the true content of the product. So infants who are intolerant to certain ingredients and are fed such a counterfeit formula could experience serious adverse health consequences. This is what we talked about earlier. So to protect infants, parents or other caregivers shouldn't always look for any changes in formula, color, smell, or taste. I've never tasted formula, so I have no idea what it tastes like. But if you have, then maybe that's a huge, um, that's a huge thing, you know, tasting obviously big, but, uh, I would go with the color or smell because of the toxic, uh, toxicity levels of some of these. So Parents should make sure the lot numbers and use-by dates on the containers and boxes are the same if you're buying by the case. So check containers for damage and call the manufacturer's toll-free number with any concerns or questions. So that is from the FDA itself, which is great. So guys, I wanted to get this out here because I think this is very important now. This is very um, relatable to a lot of people, and that's what I really want to push forward with this podcast is making sure people have the information in one source. And if you can't read it, like let's say in your car and this podcast comes up, you can listen to it. And I think that's important. So you're getting the information while you're doing something else. So guys, um, that is it for this podcast episode. I hope it was helpful. Please share it with your friends. Cause I believe, um, this is one of those things that, uh, that might just help your brethren. And I think that's important. So remember with faked items, guys, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode, which will be about travel scams, unless some other crazy epidemic happens. So I'll see you guys then.